I don't know everything that I need to do. If we find these horses and they take off, I can't rope them. I'm I'm no cowgirl. I'm a cowgirl wannabe. Welcome to A Home That Heals. I'm Bree, along with my mom, Dee, and we're glad you're joining us today. You know, just about every day, parents, grandparents, we hear a subtle message that is hurting our families. It sounds something like this. We just aren't enough for our kids. Not knowledgeable enough. We don't have the expertise to lead and guide our children through this very complicated world. But we know this. God has, in fact, uniquely made you for this role and for your kids. He gives us many simple yet profound ways to battle against the struggles life throws our way. We're discovering them here on A Home That Heals, and we're so glad you're joining us. Do you go through this weird feeling after Christmas? I don't know if it's it's borderline jet-lagged feeling <laughs> or just zombie-like feeling the days after Christmas that you just can't quite think straight. I can't get motivated to do anything. Well, that's how I am anyways. And <laughs> I think you have a lot of company in that because you're tired, number one. It's usually kind of gloomy. It certainly was gloomy here after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And nothing feels better than those jammies. Oh, no. So I, I want to take you back to the day after Christmas. I'm feeling all those feelings. I'm finally getting into my jammies, crawled into bed. My husband's locking up. We have the kids in bed. And that is a miracle in and of itself. In itself. <laughs> True. I hear the dogs just start going crazy, which sends me off the wall because I'm thinking the kids are going to wake up. I'm so frustrated. And then in an instant, fear took over Mm. because uh, what had happened is this angel of a woman had knocked on our door to tell us that our horses had gotten out. Wow. My husband hollers up the stairs, the horses are out. And I'm just frantically trying to peel myself out of my jet lagged brain to function, get my coat on, think, what do I need? I I grab the halters. I'm grabbing grain so that I can try and and get them, you know, have Mm -hmm. something to entice them. So many thoughts are going through my mind. The horses got out. The horses got out. How did you, you have to describe where you live. I mean, you live next to a road wasn't it really foggy that night too? Very foggy, very foggy that night. And I mean, it's near midnight, if not midnight, I can't remember specifically. It's late. And we live, yeah, next to a road where people are going 50, 60 miles per hour. There's fields. I mean, they could they could be anywhere. Right. And one of your horses is completely anywhere. black. I mean, like you, you <laughs> yeah. cannot see him in the dark. Yeah. It is very oh, hard to see yeah. him. That is scary. And so all these things, as I'm trying to gather the items up and, you know, my husband's trying to get ready and bless one of my son's hearts, he had heard and he already started putting all his Carhartt stuff on to get out and figure out what was going on. All these thoughts are going through my mind. I mean, the horses got out. How did they get out? What did I do wrong? Did I leave the gate open? Surely, I mean, I know I'm acting like a zombie, but surely I didn't leave the gate open. You you hope not, yeah. I. What am I thinking? Like, I am not, I've always wanted horses, but I'm kind of getting back into this, and maybe I should have waited longer, you know, because I, I don't, I don't know everything that I need to do. 
if we find these horses and they take off, I can't rope them. I'm I'm no cowgirl. I'm a cowgirl wannabe. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have gotten pretty far. They could have. Yeah. There's open fields. They could. So you know how that is when you just have this really traumatic event or, you know, anxious event happen, how time just slows down because this really was in the course of maybe five minutes that all these, if that, you know, Mm -hmm. that all these thoughts are just rushing through my, through my mind. And then we hop in the car and, and we're driving down the road and I, it's just rushing, you know, what did I miss? And what did I, what could I have done? that are, that are flooding through my mind. And we're driving down the road, just praying, you know, that we'll be able to find them because we haven't, you know, she had spotted them, but who knows, you know, if they were running when she spotted them, who knows where they are. And there we go. We finally, finally find them not too far from our home. Praise the Lord. But again, they're right off this road where cars will barrel down the road at 60 miles per hour. And what's going to happen? You know, I, I'm telling my husband, slow down, slow down. Don't don't pull up too fast to them. Right. You know, I don't want them to take off because I can't rope them. <laughs> and I, I need them to stay in place. What is going to happen? Are, am I going to get out of the car and they're just going to flee? They're just going to take off? There's these huge fields around, maybe a few horses, but nothing to contain them, nothing, nothing. to keep them Mm-mm. in that that would help me corral them. And Can I just give a little backstory here too, because the two horses you had as a child, they would have been gone. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. So you you had reason to fear that this could could really go south pretty quick. Yeah, I was I was picturing them taking off as soon as we as we started toward them but we get out of the the car and I'm trying to muster up you know because I know horses can sense our fear (laughs) you know so I'm trying to muster up all the confidence and calm in my voice as I say you know hi Ruby hi Stormy (laughs) hi Rio and immediately the minute I get out of the car Stormy just looks up and is like oh hello comes on over comes straight on over, walking right up to me. And within seconds, I mean seconds, my husband had Rio in his halter. My son had Ruby. I had Stormy. And they were all just as content as could be. They didn't wow. even for a second so- flinch and take off. Um, you know, my cowgirl ego didn't get puffed up, though, because after I had a minute to breathe after we got them (laughs) situated. And I really thought about it. It hit me that it was the relationship. Mm. Uh, Cause I didn't have all the tools. I didn't, I, I was, you know, flailing. (laughs) I had no idea. I truly was not equipped for this. I didn't know what to do, but I had built a relationship with them over the last few months and they know that I love them and that relationship caused them to be drawn in the time and energy had proven to them that I could be trusted and that we were a safe place and that we were where they could come and be loved and wow as I thought about that I just couldn't help but think about how that relates to our kids Mm -hmm. you know how often I feel inadequate ill-prepared ill-equipped to be mama just not good enough you know, not good enough. I'm a mama wannabe. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Oh, goodness. But it's that relationship that is the glue that holds us together. And, and you know, you were made for this. Whether you're fully equipped, you know, God didn't give you the role as parent. I just felt so 
confirmed that I, I'm not my kid's parent because I'm equipped and I have all the tools and I'm perfect. He didn't look out on the earth and see, oh, there is Bree. She is perfectly <laughs> equipped for the role of mama. I will bless her with these children. I, I was not, but he has equipped me and he will continue to equip me. And one of the most important things is my relationship with him mm-hmm. and my relationship with my children is to to strengthen that because that relationship supersedes all the failures, all the shortcomings, just like that verse, uh, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah, it does. And isn't it interesting that this happened just at the time when you were really sharing with me and sensing that you wanted a new, kind of a fresh new thought to cover us through 2023 in this podcast. Mm -hmm. And that idea was you were made for this. I mean, I just, I, you know, I was listening to something the other night and they were talking about how we only grow in hardship. We only grow through trials. That's pretty true. And that trial and how God's used it, like you said, to kind of confirm what you'd been thinking about, but also just as another way to say, hey, see, I show up. What happened on my side of that story was your husband called and there was a little stress in his voice as he said, can you get right up here and watch the kids? The horses are out, you know? So of course, you know, your dad and I got our stuff on and we ran up to the house and the little guys that had of course been awakened by the the barking dogs, we gathered around and we prayed and we're like, Lord, please protect the horses. Please protect everybody out there trying to, you know, get them all those things, you know, that you pray. And they were pretty amped up, you know, cause they, it was somewhat, when you're a kid, it's kind of exciting actually, you know, I think they were like, <laughs> there whatever. was some drama happening. In the yeah. House. yeah. They, they didn't want to go out in the cold though. They were pretty clear about that. So then when you guys came back and we got, you know, you still were getting everything figured out, but we knew everybody was safe they gathered around and we just praised the Lord. You know, we just praised him and we were laughing and can't wait to hear the story and all of those things that come out of these, you know, not some situations, certainly sometimes it doesn't go that way, but in all of it, God is there. He's equipping, he's helping, he's teaching. Mm. Mm. That is so true. And we do, we love, or I shouldn't say we, I love to have, um, I'd love to have a verse you know, like a mm-hmm. Bible verse mm-hmm. for the year. I love to have themes for a year. I love to have mm-hmm. a goal, you know, a mindset, something that yeah. I'm kind of focused on. And, you know, last year we talked a lot about how, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, what's With the God, There's got to be a way or? There's got to be a way. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> last year we talked a lot about there's got to be a way. And this year, we want to focus on you were made for this because we we want to make a distinction that a home that heals is not going to be a podcast full of gimmicks. You aren't going to find us telling you that, oh, if you do these 10 steps, you are going to have the perfect family. And we are not going to fool you into thinking that we have it all figured out. Yeah. Because we are well aware of our shortcomings. But what we do know to be true, is that you know your child best. And the most important thing you can do for them is to draw close to your maker, their maker, so that you can understand them better, so that you can be in closer relationship with them, and so that you can discern what would help them learn 
and grow. And so as we share fun ideas and different ways to do that, that we're implementing in our own home or that we're going to implement because we've been struggling in an area, we hope and pray that it helps you to know um, that you have tools in your toolbox. Right. But you also might listen to a podcast and say, nope, <laughs> that would not even kind of work for my kid. Skip on to the next one. Yeah. And find a tool that really would help your child because that is our mission. We want to encourage you that you were made for this. And it's kind of an adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about some of the podcasts we have coming up and I have to tell you, we're so excited about some of the guests we have coming on and the things they're going to be sharing. And like you just said, Brie, it might not be for everybody, but there's usually something, some kernel, mm. some idea, some thought that just might, you know, trigger something in you that's completely fresh and new and, and be something that you can then share with us too. But there's, yeah, there's, there's just this adventure to it when you know that, that God has provided, he will provide. You never know where that idea or that ray of hope may come from, but it shows up. Mm-hmm. I know um, in our last couple of podcasts, as we got to talk with Kathy Collard Miller, mm-hmm. I was so encouraged because, you know, anger is something that I've struggled with. And oftentimes that anger comes from feeling overwhelmed, feeling feelings like I'm not enough, or I don't have the tools mm-hmm. to, to face this struggle or this problem. And to be able to go forward and fill my home, fill my life with more joy rather than anger is really important. We know it's healing to laugh. We know it's healing to be around people who lift us up and encourage us and who um, speak you know, truth into us, mm-hmm, also tell us mm-hmm. the hard things. Yes, yeah. And so those are some things we're going to be exploring here in the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited about because I got to be honest, I need a little bit more of that. <laughs> we all do. I do too. And I mean, I'm, I'm a whole lot older than you are, but it's always something that you're, I guess, as long as we're walking on this earth, we've got things to learn and ways that we can, um, lean in, lean in mm. to the goodness and the good things that are out there for our, for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're so thankful again to KTSY for being on this journey with us and allowing us this opportunity to share encouragement to you that you know your child best and to shine a light on the very simple and God-given gifts that are usually free, might I say, which is always a bonus. But these God-given gifts that help us raise healthy and whole children. So come along for the ride in 2023. We're very excited to have you with us. Grab some coffee. Sit down with us. You can um, find us on ahomethatheals.com or on Instagram or Facebook on a home that heals. And before we go, though, Mom's going to be back with a little bit of encouragement as we head into the new year. Well, Bree, now you've got your horse story. That's a good one. <laughs> I, I, I have a horse story too. And you might remember this. Do you remember? Well, I know you remember Brixter. Brixter was our big Palomino. Brixter was my first horse and I got him in my 40s. He was huge. He was beautiful. 
he was stubborn. He was, he was really, honestly, as you can attest, not much fun to ride because you, you spent more time, you know, kicking him to try to get him to go than him actually going, which was maybe good for me. It was a really good workout though. I will say <laughs> that, you know, thighs. the thighs were, they were solid. <laughs> That's so true. So if you need to, you know, have a good thigh workout, just find you at Brickster. There you go. <laughs> Uh, well, I loved Brickster, but honestly, I didn't love riding him that much, but I loved just being with him. And he was a horse that we, always, we usually had to chase when we wanted to get him out of the field. And that was irritating. Didn't, do you remember that? Yeah. We, that was good exercise too, but mm-hmm. that was a little irritating. However, there was this one time he was way out in the field. I went down to feed the horses in the morning and I'd always, you know, and this was on a large acreage where we were keeping them at that time. And I see him out there. And he's just standing still. And usually he would at least wander toward me by this time in our relationship. <laughs> he would wander toward me. Not, he didn't usually come charging for me, but he'd wander. But he was just standing perfectly still. And I'm getting the food out. So now I know something's wrong because mm-hmm. I'm putting the hay in the thing. Oh, and, Brickster would have been there in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Benny was already there. So <laughs> I knew something was wrong. So I, I hiked out to where he was. It was along a canal. And I was kind of like you. I got out there and his leg right around his fetlock was completely wrapped tight with barbed wire. And he was, he was, he had gotten messed up in a barbed wire fence that I didn't even know was there. I didn't even know it was out there. And he, but he was just standing completely still. And I walked up to him. I said, Brickster, what's going on? And he just, I wish I could imitate the sound a horse makes when they're glad to see you (laughs) because he was really glad to see me. I can tell you. And he just kind of rubbed me with his nose and, I was absolutely, oh, I didn't know what to do. This is, again, before cell phones really were, you know, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have anybody at home. I, nobody was around. Anyway, long story short, I had to run and go find, quite a ways, and go find some wire cutters. I had to go out there and cut those wires. And I just remembered the whole time I was cutting those wires, this thought kept coming to my mind. He is standing so firm, so calm, in the midst of really disaster. I mean, this this can be a life-threatening mm-hmm. um, injury for a horse. Mm-hmm. And he had been so calm. It was come, come from age. He was old. What was he, 19, I think, at the time, 19, 20 years old. And, uh, and he was trusting me. Here I was with wire cutters. It had to hurt. And he just let me cut that wire off him. took a while. And as I've thought back on that story, and I've really, I always kind of look to how God uses nature to teach us things about his character and about how we should be, too. I've thought, I want to be like that. You know, when I get wrapped up in a problem and it feels like barbed wire threatening my very existence, and we've all had those experiences where we just, we just feel trapped. We don't know the way out. And we call on him and we wait for him. And that waiting is so hard. Mm-hmm. But if we can stand firm in our waiting and in our knowing that he loves us, that he will show up that he is in it with us. There's such power in that. And so I just wanted to share as we close today a couple of verses about standing firm. And I just want to see if any of them speak into what you might be facing today, dear one that's listening to us today. One of those is in Ephesians 6.11, and it says, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And of course, that full armor includes knowing his word. That's one of the big things that we talk about a lot here. And you can learn more, and we'll talk more about that full armor at another time. But that's a verse to explore, Ephesians 6, 11. Also in Ephesians, just a little further down, 
it talks about, you know, um, so that you'll not only avoid the day of evil, but that you will be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. And I think that's what you're talking about, Bree, is we have to be able to know that we were made for this and we have to stand our ground with our kids. And there are going to be some difficult times that come, I think, for, for all of us as parents and grandparents. And so we'll be needing that. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And then finally, Philippians 1, 27, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. You know, I'm glad Brixter didn't freak out and go crazy and let that barbed wire take his life. It could have. So conduct ourselves worthy of the gospel of Christ means we, we, we lean into the gospel, the good news, the good news that Jesus came for us. He's rescuing us. He is going to take us home again. He is covering our sins with his blood. And this verse goes on to say, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So I just kind of like to leave you with that. Those are some verses to maybe spend a little time sitting on and thinking about in 2023. No matter what you're facing, we just want you to know that we are praying for you, that we love you. We want this to be a place where you find encouragement. And so if you're facing a barbed wire that is wrapped around your home or your family that you would like some encouragement in, please reach out to us on A Home That Heals and send us a message Let us know how we can be praying more specifically for you. And we look forward to you being a part of this community. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.